This is a Rooster Teeth production. Based on the mouth, mouth noises alone, what, what snack do we think Cody's eating? Ooh. I'm gonna get my guess is Fig Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Look, cookies, you get a cookie, but a Fig Newton. It sounds drier than that. It's something that's really gonna dry out the mouth. Yeah. Hello. Just a whole sleeve of salty. <laughs> the dry cracker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to. I don't recall saying good luck. Welcome everybody to the most. I am Andrew Rosas. I'm a sea captain. I just got a full screen, and I just like yeah, full. I'm full uh, longshoreman here today, uh, as one of your hosts of the most. Uh, and uh, we have another host of the show. It's me. I'm Drew Saplin. Hello. <laughs> okay. So we today on the show, we have people outside of Rooster Teeth, which is great news. Um, excited to have them here. We have returning guest, Mike Trapp. I said his name right this time and everything. Hello. Yes. It's, Hello. it's, it's one syllable for the first and last name. You got it. <laughs> Mike, who are you? <laughs> uh, who am I? mean, that's, <laughs> I have identity crisis. So like, oh, yeah. God, who am I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. You might know me from uh, used to write for College Humor. You might know me from um, Actually. Um, and uh, I'm a writer. I'm an actor. I'm a comedian. I'm a I'm a triple threat bang. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And then we also have Owen Parsons. I had to look Hello. at my notes. Hi, Owen. That was my name. That was my correct name. <laughs> I got them both right. So I'm two for two. Um, Owen, who are you and what do you do? What's your deal? Oh, geez. Uh, I also used to write for College Humor. Um, I also used to write for The Daily Show uh, and uh, The Opposition with Jordan Klepper. And now I write for Last Week Tonight. Well, uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. I've, That's I the have, one. You know what? I have a shockingly large amount of questions about that show, and I don't know why it's specifically to that show. I don't like... All the other late night shows, I'm always like, I think I get this, but last is John night, real? Always... <laughs> right, yeah, What's, yeah. Uh, it has great question. To do He's a puppet. With how like how his delivery always feels, I don't know. Like, just the writers' room seems like it's just a ton. Like you guys are coming up with so many jokes. How many jokes each? How many jokes? How many jokes? <laughs> How many jokes you got to tell in order to get one on the show? I see. I did too well at introducing the guests. That's what happened, and then I just walked right into a mess. Yeah, yeah. I would say we we generate the normal amount of 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 late night jokes, which is a lot, and we we attempt to work as many of them into incredibly depressing topics as possible. That really is. You do a great job of it because that's a it's a fantastic show. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. And then so this so I do need to get this out of the way first up front. Um, do you guys have anything you want to uh, promote on our show? Because I always say like, oh, we'll save it to, to the end, and it's like we never have time at the end of the show. So uh, anything you want to like hit real hard and say, sign up for my class or uh... sure. If you want, I write a newsletter about. Uh, sketch comedy writing if you are interested in it's basically it, it acts kind of like a sketch class but it's mostly free if you want it to be free or you can pay for it if you want to pay for it you get a little bit of extra uh you can submit sketches for notes and things that i'll give but it's it's called chuffa that's c-h-u-f-f-a-h and that's at chuffa.substack.com if you want to go there check it out hey we'll talk about sketch comedy together i'm on your mailer and i enjoy the shit out of it it's a very oh, thank good, you very well done uh the only newsletter I get in my email that I actually skim. 
Oh, that's honestly, that's great. Because every time I write one, it's like, because I have a couple newsletters and it's like the first month I subscribe, I'm like, this is cool. And then it's always like, I don't have time for this right now. Uh, So it's like, if anyone's, if it's getting even a skim, I'm like, cool, that's good. Yeah, there's a lot of Uh, newsletter chaff out there. You had one the other day about timing in sketches that I thought, I was like, oh, I've never thought of it this way. It was such a small but profound thing where it's like, in order when you're when you're conveying something on screen think about the screen timing in the script so i think you had mm-hmm. somebody like the note that you had was like oh i have a moment in the script where a person covers their mouth with their hand that's because i want the camera to be there so people can enjoy laughing for a moment before we go somewhere else and so that's really changed i honestly changed a lot of the way i've been writing things lately where she's like oh if you think about timing your timing will inform maybe your tone as well so it's just a little little Hits, hints and tricks. So, for, uh... Sounds like you should pay Mike, Drew. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like yeah, you should yeah, give him some money on the free one. Yeah. <laughs> That's worth five bucks a month. Yeah. Right? Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> that's a really, yeah, I, I, that's that's wonderful. That's like a really valuable uh, little little nugget. Uh, yeah, I mean, like the not to get too far down like comedy nerd rabbit hole, but it is like well, I, I do sort of feel like the you know like there, there's even if you're writing something for for screen eventually, like you have to go through several people reading it on the page before they go, yeah, let's put this on the screen, and like making sure that those jokes make sense on the page and like the timing feels right on the page. However, you do it, if you want to like break things up. Like it's like have a little bit of stage direction to get that pause in there, so like your punchline can really hit. It, they're, they're like dumb little little tricks, but like they do work. <laughs> yeah, absol- yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Owen, Owen, what do you want to promote? I I don't have anything to promote. Uh, I'm a human being that exists. I guess if you see me on the street, say hello. Uh, I'm I'm lonely. It's a pandemic. Uh, and yeah, I guess human contact. Great. Fantastic. Sometimes, sometimes that's all it is. Sometimes uh, promoting promoting just being alive is enough. Um, but I always want to give everybody the opportunity up front because it's always like, oh yeah, we'll save it to the end, and then we never have time. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just uh... it's it always this is the the newsletter is like new for me too. Uh, I always felt like an idiot anytime I went on anything. I'm like, do you have anything to promote? And it's like, oh no, am I supposed to be doing things? <laughs> like, I thought I was just I. No, oh, there was there more assignment? I don't know. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I guess I'm just I'm I'm just hanging out. I guess. And you know, sometimes that's okay. Yeah, sometimes the news bulletin is, hey, uh, we're in we're we're out here. We're out here in the streets. We're uh, you know we're just uh, living and existing. Uh, that's something that like yeah has been was really interesting. And I mean, it's uh, it's still I say like. The pandemic's not over. I love how all the language around it has moved into the past tense over the past, yeah. like, uh, sure. I mean, even when like Omicron was going nuts, it was just like, oh yeah, we're over that. And if you were to go, to, <laughs> if you were go, going to go out anywhere in Austin, Texas, right now, it is clearly over. People are <laughs> done with it. Unmasked, crowded into rooms. I like walked by a restaurant the other day, and it was just. I mean, ass to ankles, people in there, just like, <laughs> well, and I was like, man, I, I, I guess people just went. I'm done with it. I'm going out, you know, and this yeah, was it, like, yeah, uh, two weeks ago. It didn't you know? end so much as like people just stopped checking like the CDC website. People were like, that's probably done. It feels like it's, it's been on fine. for a while. Yeah. <laughs> there was, there's definitely a moment where uh, recently where, cause like uh, tracking like the, the Omicron wave. Cause it was like, it hit this point and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like it's, it's like, it like, I had a moment of like pure joy where I was like, hey, it's back down to baseline. But, but the baseline was what Delta was at. And I was like, <laughs> it's like, hey, we did it. And I was like, no, wait, this is just returning to the shitty normal that was normal in December. 
and and it just seems better in comparison now. <laughs> right, exactly. It's the it's the Homer looking at the uh, uh, Murderhorn Mountain, just like, yep, just to the right of the one you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, that peak doesn't look so bad. Oh, yeah. It just goes off into the clouds. Yeah, it's only by comparison is this one normal. It's like back when, like, we're at the levels now when like the in, the new york times was like an incalculable loss like we're right. at we're at incalculable loss nyc nyt like cover story levels uh of like a year and a half ago it so, feels like you like one of those things where like you hit a point where like certain numbers are just sort of like incomprehensible to people like they get so big right. that you're just sort of like oh and then it's just a lot and it feels like you we like crossed that threshold and then there was no longer any means of comparison anymore it was just sort of like oh it's it's a lot bad and so uh that's and the way you conceptualize that is so different from like hard quantum increments that it's like oh well it was a lot bad and now it's less than a lot bad so good <laughs> so good yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, precisely. And like, that's funny, because the show is going away, you know, talking about like, oh, things like, what are you working on? Things to promote, things that you can like... Uh, <laughs> four uh, left, we have four left. We have we have, we have four four shows left. What's real funny is like, before it was like, oh, so what are you doing? It's like, this show used to be the thing that would tell people like, so yeah, you can check out this. It'll be, it's on every Tuesday as an RTTV. And so like, once that goes away, it's like, well, I'm painting a lot. I'm painting. I'm painting a lot alone in my in my room. Uh, like George W. Bush post post presidency. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like I. Uh, uh, although I'm responsible for a few less dead people, just a few. Just a few, though. Just yeah, a few. Just, uh, just again, a... it's those huge numbers. Like it's hard to compare yeah. when you. Exactly. Exactly. I'm. You know, on on the giant graph when exposed. You know, when uh, uh, blown up for for scale, very small, just right right I, down near the bottom line. Yeah. On the topic of like, it's like the sort of what are you working on? This is like years ago. I um uh, I had a chance to to interview for a writing job on SNL. And I could tell the moment when I knew I wasn't going to get the job oh, no. uh, because uh, like I, I had, you know, I had like the first part of the interview and it was like, where it's just sort of like, hey, let's just chat, get to know each other. It's like, okay, I'll just, I'll just try to be my charming self. And like, okay, and it's like, that went okay. And it's like, all right, cool. Now you're going to talk with the producers and like uh, talk with the producers. And it was sort of like, okay, great. So um, uh, he wrote some sketches. This was like very, very early in my career, right? I had done almost nothing basically. And like, hey, you, you wrote some sketches here. Um, what else are you working on? I was like, you're um you're holding it basically like i've written <laughs> some sketches and they're like oh, okay so do you like do you do like stand up it's like no and like, okay and uh do you got any like um you're working on any like features or or pilots or anything like that it's like i am um, not and it's like a spank at the ucb it's like that, not that either i uh I write for my sketch team and I've written some sketches. And he's like, ah, very good. It's like, oh, I'm not getting this done. You like sketches. You want sketches, right? Like, I don't, do, do I need to have more than that? You like these, right? <laughs> like, oh, clearly I needed to be doing extracurriculars to get into this college. Uh, well, yeah, because I, I think about it, you know, because I mean, SNL, uh, you, uh, it, it, it's like, they, Broadway video, like they make movies, they make shows, like mm -hmm. it is adjacent to like, it is that production company. So I think they were like interested in, in like somebody who's like, you're gonna be just churning out, you're gonna be churning out stuff for his kid. You're gonna be writing shows <laughs> and movies. I'm just, this is Miss, you know, Mr. Entertainment, just churning out yeah. shows and stuff for Mr. his, come on. Mr. Entertainment. Yeah. 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 Mr. Warner Media. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's- We're looking for the juiciest orange that we can squeeze and squeeze and squeeze until there's just rind left. And then we'll chuck that aside and drink all the juice ourselves. 
<laughs> a lot of yeah. juice metaphors in this interview. <laughs> uh, of course, yeah, and this is the Mr. Entertainment is, of course, like a Dr. Claw-like figure that sits behind Absolutely. a big chair. You never see. Uh, yeah. My God. Yeah, you only see uh, his cat. <laughs> uh, did, did we ever see Dr. Claw? Did they ever no. do like a last so episode? Here's the, deal. here's the deal with Dr. Claw, because I've looked into it. I had a pretty like strong mental image as to what Dr. Claw looked like. Is this the uh -huh. action figure and, uh, thing? I was completely wrong. I thought he was a cat-headed man. I thought that's what he was when I was five years old. Excuse me? Because of, <laughs> of his logo. His logo is like, I thought he was like a robot cat, is what I assumed. It's a cartoon. You thought he was a cat-headed man with a pet cat? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right. And okay. so I was very disappointed to find out. And Cody, I bet you could find this. Um, they made an action figure of Dr. Claw. And it is just like a shitty Doc Brown uh, with a claw hand, and it is so that's the and that's the only representation they have of Doctor Claw ever uh, is this toy from Inspector Gadget, and like again, uh, Inspector Gadget is a show wasn't a huge fan of, but really mm. wanted to know what Doctor Claw looked like, and then to be this level of disappointed, like it's just like a it's just a grumpy boomer, like that's who Doctor Claw is. And it's like yeah, you, it doesn't explain the action figure doesn't explain why he talks that way um real real uh fiasco i was really I'm very upset i was I, I had to take a day off work it was a whole thing <laughs> uh, why are you coming in again right oh dr claw's head is different <laughs> from how i imagine i was very upset with the lore the lack of lore on an action figure and i just i need a day I need a day. I need just, a me day, okay? Just your psyche hanging on by a thread. That was just like the just like, man, what so what uh what landed That's it? What landed Drew in the uh in the funny farm? Well, he <laughs> found out that Dr. Claw's head looked different than he imagined. And that was it. That was the straw that, that broke the camel's back. He was he was turns out Dr. Claw, not a cat man, and that just is that's what did it for him. Yeah. Now, was there anything else in Inspector Gadget to imply that a cat person could exist in this world? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. No, uh, but, not at all. It's a very rational, science-based television show. <laughs> right. Again, but like the guy was like part robot, so I just assumed robotic cat man based on mm. his logo, which again, that's just on me for not understanding how logos work as a child. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think, you know, it's one of those where I can see, I, I, it's like, I, I completely don't agree with you, but I can see like the mental <laughs> steps that you took. But together. I will defend it to death. You're right to say it, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At long last. Uh, like, I, I see the mental jumps you went, you like the kid-like mental leaps you sure. made to get there where you're just like, oh yes, he has cat. His logo's a cat. He must be a cat. Like... <laughs> I, I, I'm not taking any questions at this time. Like, that's all I need to know. Right. No, nobody said I was a particularly bright child. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, thinking, uh, and by the way, uh, Owen, oh, Mike's done the show before. Oh, and this is what the show is. We just kind of talk about, uh, ca you know, uh, cartoons from the nineties that we enjoyed, uh, for about 30 minutes. And then we ask questions, but. Cool. Uh, I've wasted my time. In <laughs> Inspector Gadget. Let's talk about it. Um, okay. be because. I watched that a lot as a kid, and I haven't watched it since, but it strikes me thinking back to it as part of the, like, part of the uh, pantheon of cartoons that were, for, that were, like, invented or made before, like, entertainment was a thing. Like, what do you, <laughs> I mean, like, what do you mean? I mean, like, I, I feel like it was part of those like Saturday morning cartoons that I watched because they were on. Like they weren't particularly mm. funny or entertaining or had a lot of action 
it was the like thing about 80s cartoons in general it's it, it's can can we make an action figure out of it can we hmm. sell it to kids and that's it you don't have to have there's no need for a writer's room there's no need for like people to come together to think about something it's just like yeah it's all, it's shiny and bright and it's 30 minutes long and your kid will shut up long enough to be in front of it and so like yeah yeah i think that's what you're getting at is like there was no because you look at like adventure time or steven universe and these are like well thought out shows that have like good jokes and great storylines and like all of 80s cartoons is just like the robot he turns into a truck uh, the next right. episode he does that too it doesn't matter he just rinse in fact it's, it's weird now because you have the people who watch those shows growing up uh demanding more like narrative sensibility from those shows so you have all of these reboots of old properties that were just commercials to sell action figures uh and you you know someone has put together the He-Man movie to finally satisfy all the He-Man uh, fans out there and finally give Skeletor the narrative arc that he always deserved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that the, the uh, something that always seemed strange to me about um, Inspector Gadget is that he has basically the same origin as RoboCop. Right? You know, like he, he and RoboCop <laughs> are one of the same. They're both like, it's like, oh, like you're a cop who had a, presumably a terrible accident and then you were rebuilt as a cyborg but where RoboCop is like, <laughs> has like, I guess a lot to say about the world. And it's like, it's like talking about like, sort of like, oh, what, what is the, 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 this like, you know, corporate greed and, and, and power imbalances in society. And Inspector Gadget is like, my propeller didn't work. And I slipped on a banana peel. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's RoboCop Mr. Bean with a, yeah. like, with a, with a daughter who keeps him from eating rocks for breakfast. Like that's yeah. like the, like the, like the yeah. whole premise of the show is that, oh, Everyone froze. Everyone, okay, we're back. Oh no, oh, no. that's just you. Okay, cool. Oh, thank God. Uh, yeah, no, like <laughs> this is the, the last episode. We can't fuck up now. <laughs> yeah. We can't fuck this up. Yeah, Google Gadget Ethernet. Andrew. Yeah, exactly. That's what, uh... <laughs> uh, fumbling at the one yard line. We love to do it. Um, yeah, like, uh, and that's so. That's what's so interesting now. Like Owen, you said, like the you're getting these. You know. I would say these more thought about reboots of like classic properties that were in no way intended to like satisfy structure or like, yeah. you know, have, you know, deep, you know, emotional resonance with characters. It's like, yeah, what, what is He-Man feeling right now? Like, what does he <laughs> want? What does he really, what does he really want? I mean, deep down, it's like, I, yeah, where I is he in his like, hero's the, journey? Yeah, exactly. We need to we need to like put these, you know, uh, these these structures uh, now, and it's like that we're we're putting this stuff on scaffolding, perhaps that we're never meant to hold <laughs> this much weight. Sure. And so now <laughs> we have to like back build and fill in like all this like you know lore that is that's funny enough it feels like it's you know it, built on the backs of like fan fiction it's like all those like kids who grew up and were writing their own like marbled composition notebooks of like you know uh <laughs> transformer fan fiction or whatever are now like you know in, in the rooms and like creating the stuff that like builds out these shows it's really it's really really fascinating um if man oh <laughs> Well, we we uh, we talked about it. We were get Drew and I. Sorry, Drew and I were guests on another podcast where we were tasked with uh, uh, pitching a reboot that hasn't been made yet. Do oh. you do you remember this, yes, Drew? Yes, yes, yes. yes I don't yes, think those yes, exist. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, and what was the best part about it is like we found out that we were doing that seconds before we started recording. It was like, yeah, just come on, we'll roll. We'll have just like. Pitch. A, 
just and I was like, okay, cool. It's like, okay, we're gonna be uh, going here in like a few minutes, so everyone kind of press record on everything. And so we're just gonna go around and pitch an entire idea for a property from like the eighties or nineties that hasn't been rebooted yet. It was like, and like you know, what do we do? Um, and yeah. my 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 pitch got scooped because of course I had no time. For, like someone else said, Quantum Leap, because uh, that's mm. the one that I, I feel like has not been has not been touched. Uh, and now I, I'm gonna okay, go ahead. I may have said this before. My mother, when I was a child, wrote she like wrote a 13 page like single spaced typed thing of a Quantum Leap episode, and she just put it in a Manila envelope and mailed it to the producers. And like I found it the other day on her like home computer, and she. Uh, she was like, yeah, I just really, I hope one day you can make that Quantum Leap episode. <laughs> that is very <laughs> sweet. <laughs> it's very sweet. Uh, author author Dee Dee Ramey, she now writes uh, romance novels in Oklahoma. So yeah, you can pick one up today on your Amazon Kindle. <laughs> that's that's good though, that, 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 she, that uh, she still has like, uh, like made a go She's, of the writing stuff. She still has the bug. It, it, it yep. immediately made me think there was like there's like an old onion article i don't remember what the what the headline was but the general gist of it was it was talking about like some guy it, like the the story within the story of the onion article was like someone finding his dad's old screenplay in the attic and just this like <laughs> juxtaposition of like like looking out the window and seeing that his dad mow the lawn it's like this is a diff there's a different man here on this page than calculate a dusty old attic that i never saw in my life and the man out there who is mowing the lawn is a completely different man and something broke somewhere where these two men are not connected anymore <laughs> What are these minutes? Yeah, Killed what the was other, the? Dude? Well, was it was it my birth? Did my right, birth yeah. make sure this <laughs> never saw the, the light of the day? The plot of the Mitchells versus the Machines, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God! Oh. So what I was going to what I was going to foist upon y'all real quick is mm. uh, without any preparation. Uh, or the reboot. Yeah. What Will we uh, reboot? Yeah, exactly. Uh, or just like, yeah, revisiting a property that you haven't before. Because, you know, there's, uh, I, I said Quantum Leap, and I feel like somebody else in the room said Sliders, which was like the Kirkland brand mm -hmm. Quantum Leap, yeah. in yeah. my mind, was the Costco brand. John Reese Davies in it, right? Though, yeah. Sliders, and Jerry yeah. O'Connell. So I feel like yeah. those are two solid, I don't know. Yeah. A crossover? A crossover. I'm looking for a Sliders Quantum Leap crossover. Sliding Leap. <laughs> The thing is, so what, what I'm tr specifically trying to think of, because like my, so my, my position on like reboots and stuff in general mm -hmm. is the, which almost never happens, but like the best things to reboot are things that, that were a good idea where the execution just failed terribly. Mm -hmm. And that's never, they always reboot the stuff that were, that like were beloved, like the shows that were beloved, yeah. which like makes sense. Cause like, well, those are hits. We'll just do the hit again. But like the stuff that I'm always kind of curious, curious about is like, well, there was something there. It's just like it got a little little screwy along the way mm -hmm. so i'm trying to think of like the f okay here's like here's here's my my uh uh here will be this will be my pitch you remember <laughs> the show you remember the cartoon bonkers <laughs> yes yes bonkers no. bonkers was a uh bonkers was a, a i want to say it was a disney cartoon yeah. bonkers that was Yes, and it was it was a cop show, uh, but it was it, it was sort of like a like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of thing. Hey, there you go. Oh! Um, uh, so it took place in a world where there were like cartoons and and people, and you know, took place in Toontown and stuff like that. And something that always bugged me about the show is it was like the whole thing was animated, but some of the some of the characters were like it was like these tunes, you know, like I gotta go down to Toontown, and like, Toontown's a rough part of town kind of thing, but. But because it was all a cartoon, even the characters who were not supposed to be cartoons were still 
people. It's like it's like I want to see like I want to see them do bonkers, but do it like the the Who Framed Roger Rabbit style, where like you do that mix of live action and animation, which I think was like monstrously expensive back in the day, but I think it's maybe achievable today. Like I, I think I think it might be a little bit easier, but I don't really know. It has to be. It must be. So I want to I want to see a, a a slightly geared towards older audiences. Uh, uh, mixed animation and live action bonkers. <laughs> a gritty, like like what they did with Perry Mason, except it's uh, Bonkers the Cat. Just a very gritty, uh, dark, noir. Yeah. Like bonkers. I do, do you, are, are, there's, um, there's a couple, I'm trying to, I don't remember the artist's name, but there's, there's, um, there's uh, a couple of comics done by this particular writer who, um, who he's been like, he did the Flintstones comics and he did the Snagglepuss comic. And on its okay. face, it's like, what are you talking about? And the thing that the thing that makes them so great is like, they sound on their faces like, okay, this is like a weird cash grab. Like, what, is, what are you doing with the Snagglepuss comic? And it's great. And they, it takes it in these like weird, like weird adult places. Where like, like the Snagglepuss comic, Snagglepuss, it, it, it takes place like during the HUAC hearings and Snagglepuss is like a part of the Algonquin round table and is gay and trying to like, and, it, and it's like, it's like, it's like trying to make it an entertainment when he's like, it's like, it's like, I've got this, like, but it like, the way it mashes up this, and then the Flintstones one is like, it's like, oh, it's the Flintstones, but it's this like really like cutting criticism of like late stage capitalism. And like, it's like, here we are working in the quarry. And, it's like, it, and, it, and it somehow pulls off the trick. Like it's really good. Um, uh, uh, like it, ha it it's it's like you took these like characters that seem like they're old and tired and have nothing to say and he actually made them say something he's like this is kind of cool like it's and it's more fun the fact that there are these kind of worn out characters that you you revitalize in that way delightful i feel like uh harvey birdman did a lot of that pretty well when they, when they did that back in the early 2000s of oh harvey yeah birdman, attorney at law the jetsons yeah. episode especially comes into mind where it's just like they keep acting like they're from the future but they're actually from they're like with these new punch cards right like, yeah yeah we're talking this, about this dead uh, tech exactly let me let me punch that up on the computer it's this room full of spinning reels <laughs> yeah just like yeah precisely oh and what about you what uh having prepared absolutely nothing uh <laughs> oh geez i mean it uh i don't have a as nearly as thoughtful a um a critique of uh 90s animated television as mike did uh, can i can i say inspector gadget like i Absolutely. i would love I would love a new Inspector Gadget. Like it seems like I'm I'm genuinely surprised there hasn't been one. It feels like all the well, material there the, is there. Like, what were you saying? There was the live action movie in like 2002. Yeah. I want to say Matthew Broderick. The yeah. Matthew Broderick live action yeah. movie. I remember watching. Yeah, there he is. I remember oh, watching yeah, I mean, as Claus a kid. <laughs> I remember watching as a kid and for the first time uh, being aware that like this isn't long enough to be a movie. It's like 70 minutes long. It's it's insufficient. <laughs> it's like a long episode of television. <laughs> but I did, really, I will, there I had did to collect, have been. I did collect every Matthew Broderick shaped uh, McDonald's toy uh, that yes. they had at the time. They had a, uh, you could buy the, you could get the pieces. And I, I constructed a plastic uh, homunculus of Matthew Broderick <laughs> that lived on a shelf in my, uh, it's still in my childhood bedroom, I think. Somewhere in Tennessee. Well, like all the pieces, as I recall, the, the pieces are all just like, as as a single toy, they work. But then once you put them together, like the proportions are way off. Real wrong. Like, yeah. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. He, he is a homunculus. He's like, he's yeah. got a, his, one of his arms is a squirt gun. 
The other arm just like goes out uh, a centimeter further than it should. That's the entire gadget there. Uh, the, oh. the, 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 it's body the, horror. Yeah. yeah. Like, kill me. And I think that, I think a body <laughs> horror Inspector Gadget, like a yeah. little bit of that Robocop flavor. Croaking out. Like... I shouldn't be. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Just end, end, end to this. End this Cronenbergian horror. That is, that is, that is my existence. Uh, that, there, you there we go. You think this is a game to you? I'm a joke? <laughs> right? Just because yeah. my feet turn into roller skates? You performed surgery on me without my consent, and you turned my hand into a boxing glove with a spring <laughs> attached to it that goes boing, 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 boing. Yeah, this is yeah. a nightmare. Yeah. Not only that, like, they're I'm all sorry. wrong. How... Whenever I say go-go boxing glove, like an egg beater comes out. It's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> you did it bad. I, I, I wonder, too, it's like, how many of the doctors performing that the surgery on Inspector Gadget were, like, part of a vaudeville act? Because there's, like, <laughs> sure. a boxing glove on a, a thing, like, an egg beater comes out. It's, like, a, a, just a, a giant cane to pull someone, like, from a far distance. They, they well, totally really... ran through their budget. Uh, like, like that medical team, it's like, we brought a man back to life. That was most of our budget. So any yeah. extra gadgets you want, whatever you find in the kitchen, <laughs> whatever, we'll cram yeah, them in there. There's in this prop shop we have next door. And honestly, you could, you could make dr claw the doctor that did it to him and then there's there's your agency and character development yeah done. Wow. right Thank there you, good night yeah i do want to say um, my there's a podcast i was listening to recently that was talking about like weird head cannons and i, th I think they're i'm gonna get it all wrong but i think they were saying that there, there's some like weird fan theory that someone had that um uh inspector gadgets the the uh like pre-gadgetized inspector gadgets brain is actually in the dog which is named Brain, and that's your 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 clue for that, and that's one that's why Inspector Gadget is so stupid, and uh, and it's, it's this idea that it's like, oh no, like that brain holds all the secrets that Doctor Claw is looking for, and and uh, Inspector Gadget, the body is just uh that's just a, a, a like a. Uh, a false front there to, to throw people off the scent and the real person who's protecting his brain is penny his niece who's like it's a well like i gotta i'm I, he, she's the one who actually like has shit in order and is making keeping everything safe you know good god and then so inspector gadget is essentially the like mechanical bull that you set, set loose in the china shop of whatever uh dr claw's plans are you just you you count on him to go into a situation and <laughs> completely and malfunction essentially and just like yeah he's he's pure he's he's uh you think he's a cyborg but he's actually purely robotic and that's just to like throw dr claw off and being like okay this will be our our decoy while the real information of his brain is kept safe in brain also yeah. i i hadn't seen i hadn't thought about brain the dog in a number of years it's just a pluto ripoff like it's a bright yellow dog it's just like <laughs> and he has a red nose instead of a black nose like one to can, one he talk, can he exactly. talk was that one of the the Talking dogs, brain from Inspector Gadget. Can he, brain talk? He, he has, has like, a, like some I, sort of I microphone. Recall, thing. When I'm looking at his little thing, he's got like a little communicator that I think translates for him. Maybe. And it's like, maybe. look, I want to look up on the uh, the brain dog Wikipedia and see like controversy tab. Like, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> hold on a second. Scandals. Wait, hold on a minute. Brain. Uh, yeah, Brain no, has weird my... views about the vaccine. It's weird. <laughs> it's a weird vibe. Brain. My so we yeah, Brain the dog. The... I, as I remember, again, let me. I'm, I'm peering into the into the crystal of my uh, uh, distant past. I feel like Brain had that like he could be like like it was like. I have kind no of idea. I, have, I got nothing. Like I go to that cabinet, I open that drawer, and there it's just a little moth flies out, and it's just like I. 
just I'm and I'm usually pretty good about these things. Like I'm usually good at recalling <laughs> terrible comedy, terrible children shows from the '90s. But I got nothing. Brain brain has left my brain. As as I recall, though, his nose blinked. He did have a red nose, and it blinked. Maybe I don't know. Am, am I completely he, off? Are you not confusing uh, Brain the Dog with the Burl Ives uh, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer? That's it. I'm I'm confusing <laughs> with the Rankin Bass uh, yeah. Rudolph. No. Rankin Bass. Something, Owen, you touched on with the Matthew Broderick action figure that always, it, I, I love it so much, which is the phenomenon of like celebrities who like star in movies who then have their likenesses emblazoned on crap, which is like, there is, <laughs> there is a glass McDonald's mug with uh, uh, fucking Val Kilmer's face on it from like the Batman, from his Batman sure. movie. There's just like, if you get to a certain level of success, your likeness will be put on things that you never even imagined. Like just like spread far and wide on action figures, on like little like commemorative things on collectors. Like, ah, it's like, yeah, you can see uh, Val Kilmer on a Frisbee if you want as Batman. <laughs> There's just like, it just, it, it just spreads out into the universe on like taking all forms and shapes. And I find that like, incredibly good i think i still have honestly i think at my parents house speaking of like stuff at your in your childhood bedroom i feel like at my parents house in like a cupboard somewhere there is still like those like batman forever mugs those like glass <laughs> mugs that you could get I feel at, like at mcdonald's parents of millennials and i know i don't know where you guys fall in the spectrum of millennial versus gen x i think we're all pretty solidly millennial based on mm -hmm. alleged age i don't know Maybe. Based on the cartoons uh, we're all watching. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I feel like millennial, like parents of millennials kept their shit for way longer than any previous generation. Like mm. the fact that I can go to my childhood home and still like dig through all of my things. I feel like it's a very common people are like, oh, I have to go home and dig through all my shit from when I was a kid. It's like, what, what happened to our parents that they were like, they were like, we're keeping everything. I think I think it is like I remember my dad saying like oh I had a Superman number one comic that my mom threw out and so then it just became like we're keeping everything we have no idea what's going to be valuable or not you're going to keep all your toys you're going to be in the attic we'll figure no one touched the Princess Diana beanie baby bear <laughs> I actually I have two perfectly preserved pristine childhood bedrooms in my uh, in my house that. <laughs> Like there was a point where I like moved from early childhood to like teenagerdom, and I sure, switched sure. rooms, and both of them are like it's just a fine layer of dust over everything. The <laughs> calendars on the wall are still on the day that I moved out of those rooms. Oh my god! It is. Uh, they 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 are in perfect condition for someone to go in for you to go in there and realize something. Like you you have you need to have a profound realization yeah. to revisit there. Sit on the edge of the bed, look at like hold something in your hand and have like a deep revelation about something. Something yeah, when, that will change I'm the trajectory of your story. When I'm eventually murdered horribly, the detective who solves the case will like sit on that bed and finally connect yeah. the dots. Right. Exactly. Like, Wait a minute. Oh. Owen owned Pokemon Red, not Pokemon Blue, and yet he referenced this Pokemon that only occurs in Pokemon <laughs> in the wrong game. He's been framed. <laughs> yeah, they will. They will like fucking like verbal kint their way, like just like looking at like clues around the room. Think. <laughs> yeah, connect connect the fedora to the Robotech poster and be like, hang on, you couldn't possibly have had a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you have two owen is very tell like i feel like that speaks volumes about uh are we 
follow-up question are you an only child oh baby i am sure am okay okay I feel like that's that that validates it to a great degree. If you had like a sibling that was like, no, they just kept my room preserved. My sibling's room was completely trash. Yeah, sibling's room that's got a treadmill uh, that's collecting right. laundry on it. That's like that's what's in sibling's room. They yeah, moved out. Old boxes Dunzo. of shoes. That's that's what goes in there. <laughs> I, I I do love the idea of like one clearly uh, clearly favored child. Or it's like well, we kept both of his rooms, and and you asked, we moved you, of course, as you remember, to the cellar, and even that we've converted it to something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the, uh, you, the the pillow that was right next to the uh, boiler uh, uh, burst into flames, and that was the last remaining possession that you had, and uh, we didn't replace it. Yeah, now uh, it's where we keep the order track. Now. Yeah, um, you're doing fine. I had, I think I talked about the, I think I talked about this on the RT podcast, but I might've talked about it on this one and that, uh, um, because yeah, millennial parents keep everything. I had a big bucket of transformer toys, mm. um, that, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to play with them, but I would have liked to have kept for posterity in the future. And, you know, uh, mm. and maybe, maybe given away to the, to the local children looking like this, just kid, you want some toys? Um, and, uh, <laughs> And then from jail. Don't worry, there's more than meets the eye. <laughs> <laughs> click, click. Well, all right. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, was my uh, long story short, uh, they, they were not, they were thrown away. Like Gen mm. 1 Transformers toys were cleaned out of a company car and just like tossed into the garbage. And, uh, very a very sad day still a little like again it's like i'm not gonna play with them but there is just something about like you know Clearly this resonates because you've told the story twice like that's a it's definitely a meaningful thing to you well yeah. i don't really care i'm not gonna play with them but uh, i'm not gonna shut the fuck up about it either because I mean, this is a crime <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> someone must pay like i'm just like you know this is this is my villain origin story is these like right, toys yeah. being thrown away as you know optimus prime is being crushed in like a trash compactor in san antonio texas <laughs> sam yeah, it's the end of Toy Story three, but they actually do go through the incinerator. <laughs> yeah, they they yeah, yeah. Down. It's the yeah. brave ending. And of Toy Andy Story is 3. like up at the. <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Owen? Uh, I was just saying it's the uh, the brave ending of Toy Story three, the one they should have yeah. gone with. <laughs> and Andy Life doesn't have a happy Andy, ending. Oh, weird. Andy is up at the fence, like as they're like being incinerated yeah. and sees it all. Yeah. Like. You <laughs> You, you see the reflection of Woody like being like emulating in the reflection of his like tear-soaked eye. That's the thing. And then, you know. I yeah. smell this, a reboot. This melted mass of plastic comes out the other end and it's it's just this weird Akira sentience that that combines all of them. It's like, oh, please. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> We're sorry. Uh, then it, Andrew, we should ask some. We should yeah, ask we, should do, we should do we the should show. do the show. Uh, yeah, no, I, it's funny. They they end up becoming sorry. They end up becoming all of Sid's toys from next door that he yeah. Frankenstein yeah. together. Uh, yeah, but we should. You're absolutely right. We should uh, we should do the show uh, that uh, that the whole premise is based on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, folks, uh, if you haven't ever watched the show before, uh, uh, sorry, it's going away. Um, but, <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. Why? Why? Why did you start now? Um, the uh, I just wanted to binge the whole thing. <laughs> I wanted to wait till the end so I could binge all the episodes. Yeah, and you know what? We've been doing this. It's funny. This this show is born out of a. This is a pandemic show. Uh, and we started this at the beginning of the pandemic. And is so, that why it's ending? Because the pandemic's over now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, and, done. And, <laughs> do something else. 
precisely. But I think we've got we we've got like seventy episodes. We've been doing this for uh, a couple years. I'm I'm so excited to figure out what the last number of our episodes is going to be because I really hope it's a very arbitrary number. Like everybody's really excited <laughs> to get to hundred, but I really hope that we get to like seventy four or just, just like yeah. 82 in, like ah oh, we did it guys 82 in like, big right um but if you've never watched the show before uh we have guests on and we ask them questions with the most in them somewhere uh and these questions we have today are opening uh, his email opening the email yes indeed <laughs> okay um what i'll start with the second question first uh oh, what's cool. what's the twist What's the most amazing thing you've done that nobody saw? What's something mm. that you did that was like, holy shit, I cannot believe no one saw me perform this amazing thing, do this amazing thing, uh, make this amazing meal that, <laughs> that nobody saw or got to taste, whatever it is. Um, it's like, I Were you Kevin McAllister in Home Alone and you <laughs> made some delicious mac and cheese? Yeah. No one was around to see. You and, set the table and everything. You made all these traps. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I'll open it up with that one. And uh, oh, and what about you? I'll, I'll, I'll throw this one your way. Uh, most amazing thing. Um... Well, I, uh, there was, uh, when I was a kid, I, let me, let me just uh, start off by saying I'm, uh, absolutely a dog person. I love dogs. I had a dog mm -hmm. as a kid. I uh, have just acquired a dog that is, um, very oh. adorable. And when I was a kid, I always would see those like lost dog posters in the neighborhood. And I would always dream of the day when like, I would, I would find one of those dogs and I would be able to reunite this poor lost dog with its owner. Mm -hmm. And at one point, I was able to do that. I was like coming home from school, and I saw a just a dog, just a dog with dog dog tags, collar, someone's dog, just like wandering in the street, just like going from house to house, just like clearly lost. And I was like, "This is this is my moment." And I I like carefully like chased it down because you don't want to chase a dog because it's gonna run away. And I, yeah. I managed to like get it, and I like checked the tags. I found the phone number. And I took it home. And um, at this time, I had a dog who was a basset hound. And this dog was like a, a different, some sort of like big brown, like Labrador retriever or something like that. And so I brought it back to my house and I hooked it up in the front yard on the, the lead that we used for my basset hound. And I called the phone number and I said, hey, I found your dog. Uh, he's at this address. Please come by and get him. Don't worry, he's safe. And then uh, this is where the fact that there were no witnesses becomes kind of a problem because I got distracted and I, well, I left home. I just like walked off. I like, I had like a, a friend called me to do something. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go do that now. This dog, this dog thing's taken care of. And I didn't tell either of my parents what I had done. And so they came home separately. My, my mom came home first. And she saw this like strange dog chained in the front yard with no explanation. And she like walked up to it and it, it growled at her as, you know, it was right to do. It was being held in a strange yard. And she was like, well, you know, forget this. I'm going to call animal control. So she went inside, <laughs> called animal control. And then without telling either me or my dad what she had done, also left. <laughs> And so at this, at this point, my, uh, my, my father finally comes home and he, uh, sorry, 
before that, before my dad comes home, the actual owner of the dog, as far as I can tell, arrived, picked up the dog, and left. So the dog was, was safely home, I assume. They also didn't tell me anything. Uh, so my dad came home. And then, you know, like you do, went into my house, got our basset hound, brought him out, and attached him to the lead in the front of the yard. And uh, then went back in the house. And about, a, like, 45 minutes later, got, like, a like a knock on the door with animal control being like, hey, is is this, like, sleeping basset hound, the dangerous animal you guys wanted us to take away? And had no clue whatso- whatsoever what had happened. And it was only, oh like, God. that evening that we all, like, finally spoke to each other and figured out what the sequence of events that had transpired. <laughs> this, what, what kind of, like... This is like a Frasier level, like kitchen conversation, like un- misunderstanding sure. of like, oh man, fantastic. That's yeah. Like a, a weird, like swinging doors farce. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you just like someone talk to someone else, just someone yeah, just saying, pick up the phone. <laughs> this would be so easy. Right. You can, you can absolutely see why like characters in movies don't do the easy thing and like call each other on cell phones. Yeah. And the problems exactly. just get worse I, and worse. Yeah, with those farces, I love I love like the mechanism, and I listen, one of my absolute favorite shows. But I love those like the mechanism, those farces where it's just like if someone would just tell the truth, like if someone right. would just if someone for would like would take even the smallest hit to their pride, all of this would be over. But it's like no, yeah. I'm too proud. I can't just we're like in, say what I'm deep. thinking or what I mean or what I'm do- or explain what I'm God. doing or leave out selective information that causes all of this to cascade. Uh, just- I love how every person in that story has their own version of confused where it's just like, <laughs> like your dad must've been the most and many layered confused, but your mother also had her own version of like, this is very confusing. Why is there a dog in my front yard? Uh, yeah, yeah everyone was, uh, a, was, it was a very story. like, um, Rashomon sort of everyone's interacting with the world in their own, yeah. their own way. Yeah. Precise. Yeah. Also, yeah. The, also... Fact, the fact that you were able to get the dog into the yard, no growling, no problem, and then the dog immediately turns around and growls at your mother. Like, I feel like there's, yeah, everybody has their own version of this dog in their head as well. Or it's like your dad's version of the dog is just the dog y'all have. It's just a basset hound. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the... I also love that the uh, the to me like the first thing I thought was like, oh, it it, it to to take this dog home, chain it up call the owner and be like that's taken care of and then go go hang out with your friends feels like very teenager thinking to me you know what i mean it's like absolutely it's like that weird thing where it's like when you're a teen it's like it's like most of your critical thinking skills are there but there's some very necessary gaps that are just not quite there yeah Uh, but you're you're almost a full human your mom also kind of was just like there i took care of that and i'm done too it's like it's not just teenager thing it does seem vaguely genetic like the fact that you guys Yeah, we, I come by it honestly. Yeah, because I was gonna say like I I was hundred percent agree with you that there's a very like in that way that like I remember forgetting like forget similarly forgetting to do things as a teenager because you just operate and like you you're still not over you're still not completely over the complete like black hole of self centeredness of just being a child where it's sure. just like mm-hmm. I I need to do whatever I need to do and that's like my supreme concern at this point is just like. Yeah. I just, I just need things. And so like, oh, friend called up. Yeah, sure. I'm going to go like the dog. That sounds like a future, my problem. Like that's not me right now, (laughs) which needs to play with my friend, which is what I'm going to go do. So you're still not over that. The dog adventure is finished. Now we are moving on to the halo adventure, 
which will be much more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Is this dog a member of the Covenant? Because if not, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, there's also something about like, you know, like there's there's like that self self centeredness of childhood, but there's also like I was thinking about this the other day for some because I was doing some a bunch of like very adult shit, you know, like like dealing with like health insurance and things like that, and I was like. And I was like, God, like, I'm spending like so much of my time, like just kind of dealing with this and like building systems for like, okay, I got spreadsheets for this now. I got all this stuff. And it was like, oh, like, but you only have to like build those systems once you hit the point of like, oh, like this requires it. And I feel, feels like that's the way when you're a teenager too, where it's like, you need to do like one thing when you're a teen, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> right. you got some chores around the house, you got school. It's like, that's, you got, like, you don't have a lot of, and if someone throws a wrench in the works and is like, hey, we're going to this place on this date. And it's like, that's one extra thing I need to remember. It's not that hard. Um, uh, so it's not, it's only until like, once you start like throwing extra things in there of like, you know, if there's two things you need to remember outside of your normal routine, it's like, you, you tell yourself like, I'll remember that. It's like, you're not going to remember you're that. Not it's going to fall that. out of your head immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like this memory card has two slots. It has an A yeah. and a B. <laughs> C, absolutely not. Absolutely like... not. <laughs> The file's full. All right, I'll just delete this other thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> dog thing, I can go. I don't, I'm not yeah, using that anymore. <laughs> dog in front of. yard. Yeah, exactly. Uh, are you sure? Yes, delete. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, what about you? What's uh, what's something that you did, uh, you know, uh, where nobody saw it? You were like, holy, well, come on. Yeah. My story is not nearly as good, nor is it as amazing because I don't, I tend not to do amazing things. So my, my story is less, uh, what, what's an amazing thing that no one saw as what is something that is just not as bad as it could have been, <laughs> uh, which is that, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, the, the, the college I went to and Owen will know this because we went to the same school uh but uh before your freshman year uh I'll, most of the incoming class will go on these big hiking trips out into the wilderness and you'll go with like a small group and it's like a sort of pre-orientation orientation where it's like meet some of your fellow classmates go on the go have an adventure before like the school year starts and i was uh uh so i was on that trip so and like these are like the first you do you take all those like you know going into college social jitters and you just kind of put them all in this one spot where it's like okay you know these eight other people and like these are the first people you meet this is your first chance to make an impression blah 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 and we had it was i think it was the first the first night where we were like where we had like set up camp i was like okay cool this is where we are um camp set up like go feel free to go like go hang out there's like a river down there there's this and like some of the folks were like yeah we're gonna go swim down the creek down here and I was still setting something up. And I was like, cool, like you you go ahead. I'll I'll be like just a few minutes behind you. And um uh so I I went to go catch up with them a couple minutes later, just walking down there by myself. Couldn't get lost. It was just just down the way. Uh and it's like, oh, I'll just follow the river and I'll get to where this like so the swimming hole is. But the the river part was like kind of walking, was going along this ravine, uh basically. Uh -huh. That was like uh maybe like a like a, I don't know, not huge, but like a twelve to fifteen foot drop, maybe down, down into the the river below. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm just following the river, getting down there. And I I walk a little way, and I can hear them, whatever. And I walk a little ways, and my foot slips on some wet moss, and I straight up just fall 
into <laughs> like Christ. a pretty good like basically just like it was like a like fingernails scrabbling down the edge of the of the rock face like <laughs> like falling <laughs> down and fell straight into the uh, like into this river and it was like this moment of like like oh that could have been very bad could have, been like, could have broken some bones could have drowned could have broken like and like basically like fell off this cliff cliff completely unscathed except for the fact that i was i was very wet but i was already dressed for swimming so i was like oh okay and so it was essentially just like like <laughs> i took off my shirt and like you know fi finished going the rest of the way i was like hey everybody like man, and no i was so i exactly i was because it, it was i was so like like this is and this will tell you everything you need to know about me which is like i was so focused on like making a good impression don't make an ass of yourself that it was like it's like i'm absolutely not telling anyone i almost died yeah. by like falling off off this right. cliff uh, so i was just like oh yeah i just got a waggy went to the river like, yeah, we were going to come to swim and just, and uh, ne never told the trip leaders never told any of the folks there that i was like yeah i just fell off that cliff about <laughs> <laughs> about 20 yards somebody away somebody should put and, a uh, cone up somebody might fall <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> i don't know guys hey mike are those are those your claw marks on the side of the yeah. cliff those, <laughs> no those could be anyone's claw marks. A bobcat. I, yeah. Yeah. why are your fingernails yeah. bleeding <laughs> oh i don't know those are just uh just nervous mike, why, i guess why is there like a mike trap shaped wily e. coyote hole in the, in the riverbed right there <laughs> be any trap it doesn't have to be me it could be there's there's other traps wandering through the woods out here of course i love the just like man that is such, the also being a teen just like this the i think that's kind of a universal especially as a teenager uh inclination just like like there's like the my number two top fears death and number one, embarrassment. Like I would rather yeah, sure. be like I would rather be uh, shot by a cannon or out of one than be like embarrassed at all or to like you know uh, suffer the uh, ridicules and slings and arrows of my peers. Yeah. So it's and just, like, like not the thing is like not even embarrassment because I'm yeah. sure everyone if I had been like hey I fell off a cliff people would be like holy shit wow. oh my god like are you okay is everything fine so it's not even like embarrassment it was just like it's like don't draw attention to yourself just, just cool guy syndrome <laughs> just, cool just guy. blend Nothing in to me. yeah yeah it's like yeah. fell off the cliff and we're like leather jacket smokes like all right uh, yeah. just cool oh i do that all the time it's pretty fun for me actually <laughs> Yeah, I can I can absolutely identify with the idea that like you go through a life uh, imperiling event and that your first thought is no one can know about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll make like, fun of me. Well, I almost plummeted to my death. Better take that to my grave. Yeah, no one's yeah. ever gonna know about that. That's a. Uh... And I love imagining the world where like your fears are realized, right? Where it's like it's like guys, I almost died back there, and they're like, look at this fucking idiot, yeah, almost died. Boo you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go home. Oh, oh, slippy feet. Feet. oh man, why was it rotten fruit day at the river today? No, shit. <laughs> this is the first day I'm gonna be known as Slippy Feet Mike for the next four years. <laughs> yeah, that guy, he almost died. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> Boo him. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's oh. like, what, what, do, what do you imagine is that? But then again, yeah. Cause it's just like, I say, I say embarrassment, but you're absolutely right. Megan. It is the, like, I don't want attention on not my terms. Like right. I, yes. cause, like, <laughs> yeah. cause I, we, I think we talked about it on the another episode. It's just like, you know, being a bit of a ham and a performer and like being in things, but like 
all that on a psychological level, I think, is like the attempt to control attention on your terms. It's like, so I like almost died, but I, but that's like, that's because I slipped and fell. I was completely out of control. And I don't want that to be the narrative. I want to be like, like, I, I want to like perform something or write something or do something that garners attention because then it's on my terms. And yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's like, hey, Mike, why are you all wet? And it's like, pretty funny, right? <laughs> oh, I, I guess that's what we should funny. be. That, yeah, that's the moral of the story here, right? Is that I'm a pretty funny guy. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, just, as, as like your first college experience, that that tone is just dialed up to eleven. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. The first out of the, not even in school yet, and just out of the gate already. Uh, yeah. Oh. This is the most first impression I can make. Right. Uh, <laughs> you have to. Everything has to be perfect, and it's so like I'm, I'm putting myself back in that headspace of like being a freshman in college and like first showing up there and just like it can't be reiterated we have some young people in our audience it cannot be overstated how like once you get past high school and into adulthood and into college and stuff like that like you're really not forced to be around anybody <laughs> For the for the for the most part, like you get sure. to go, like go to work, but like in terms of your like you you have people that you have to work with, but in terms of like your free time and time that like is spent with friends and stuff like that, you get to completely dictate that. But that ha but that idea of like the social construct of like high school and popularity and like embarrassment, all that stuff hasn't washed away completely yet. So when you're mm -hmm. a freshman in high school, it still seems like all that stuff matters. And it's like, like very weighty. It's like, Oh, if I'm, if I'm embarrassed myself, all 10,000 plus people at this college are going to know who I am. <laughs> no one gives a shit. No one cares. They're all too busy. wrapped up. In, yeah. They're all busy wrapped up in their own bullshit. So yeah, no, <clears throat> Do not worry about any of that. The most, the simultaneously most freeing and terrifying thing about existing in the world is that no one gives a shit about you. <laughs> exactly. And like, like having that realization where it's like, it's like, oh, on the one hand, great. And on the other hand, oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, on the other hand though. Yeah, it is the medium. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the uh, the it's like oh fan, how how completely freeing. It's like oh, but you know what free things are adrift now. Just like yeah. just like, <laughs> jump out to the like the macro out to the universe. It's just like uh yeah, yeah that... it feels it feels very true in specifically like in entertainment stuff too, where it's like where like anything you know if you if you ever like send a script to someone or something like that you, you have like some like hint of like something that's like oh this could go somewhere this could be something that's really good that's the most important thing in your life and you're like oh man i'm sure like it's like it's like all the all the sweat and blood and thought i put into that thing that i wrote and submitted or whatever it is and then like needing to have the realization that like that you that is someone else's homework. Like the person reading right. that is like, they don't give a shit about that. They don't like, they probably barely remember that you sent this thing. Uh, and like, they're certainly not like angry at you if it comes like later than you said or anything like that. Or, you know, it's like, it, it, this is a, a, a burden for them. Right? So, like realize it's like, oh yeah, this is not important for, I, the importance I put on this is nothing. Yeah, right, exactly. This, this, the, 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 the emotional, like, you know, sandbags that you heft onto this thing. It's like, <laughs> that's someone else someone else has to like take those off like that's something like somebody's gonna just work for somebody else so it does, yeah. definitely doesn't carry the same amount of weight um i think this was a question from way sorry I'm, gonna, I'm i'm going to attempt to answer this question i feel like the the answer to this question we asked this a while back we have a hopper of questions and this was one of them um something amazing that i did that no one witnessed i think the last time 
Last time this question came up on the show, I think it, for me, it was like a kickflip. It was like a skate trick uh, <laughs> where it was just like, again, you know, uh, being a, a, a snot-nosed teenager on a, on a skateboard and being bad, being very bad. Um, and I feel like I, I had a few of those moments too. Things like, okay, I, I definitely, one of the most amazing things was definitely landing a trick. And then I think at that spongy, springy age, Mike had very, I had a couple of those similar instances where oh this could have gone very badly like oh, i remember i remember wiping out on my skateboard several times and walking away truly believes like i cannot believe i am i am not i don't have broken multiple broken bones like i cannot believe mm -hmm. i'm not being like carted away on here and it's something it's <laughs> So one of my one of my good and since that day death has come for you. Right? <laughs> yeah, and it's weird. Like... right. Yeah, exactly. I keep seeing like you know visions, like a, a breeze will slightly <laughs> blow in, and I've like oh, I in a vaguely take... Rube Goldberg type way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, De death is constantly playing a game of mouse trap with me. Uh... <laughs> Just like I've got to remove all the like wire clothes drying hangers that are all over the place. Oh, what? I'm sorry. What time are we at, Cody? It, Give me... It's like the we're at the end. Like we're it's, at the end. It's over. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> um, you, it. you don't get a story. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that? You did a kickflip. Yeah. There is no second question. Well, I, I'm curious. I because uh, this show's pre-recorded, so I don't know how long we've been on the air. But I think it's uh, if it's not an hour, we're very much rapidly uh, coming up to it. So. Uh, Roses, do you want to pivot to rapid fire? Are you ready? Yeah. So yeah, there okay. was a second question, but we we talked about Inspector Gadget for too many times, and you know what? <laughs> for too much time, and you know what? That's fine because that's what the show is. Uh, yeah, worth it. What, what are they going to do? Cancel us? Um, sometimes sometimes so... you get hung up on Inspector Gadget. That's just the way yeah. it goes. It's just the way it's. Okay. Sometimes so... you talk about more about that show than anyone has talked about it <laughs> for forty years. Um... Okay. Very good. So Owen, you've never been on this show. Um, but we do a rapid fire series of questions at the end. And so I have a little list here. You're welcome to, uh, pass on any questions that you don't want to answer, but any of the questions you don't answer, uh, you don't get a point for all of the other questions. So long as you answer them, you get a point. And then Andrew, what do they win today? Who get, whoever gets the most points Ooh, wins a thing. Wins a, a bath blob, a water blob. <laughs> so what is uh, that? Okay, so uh, uh, many might- It turns any bathtub into a fresh water <laughs> oh, reserve. Very it clearly says that. <laughs> yeah, uh, some, some might not remember this, but uh, uh, a year ago uh, in Texas, we had a, a big freeze that like, like uh, shut down our water treatment plant. And so like, we didn't have clean, fresh water in Austin for like a week. And so like, got some uh some stuff got to fill blobs. a bath uh, got to fill a bathtub got a thing to fill a bathtub with water uh thankfully i over prepared and had uh, two jugs that lasted me the amount of time so you could win a water bottle i like <laughs> i like the hubris of this prize where you're like and that will never happen again texas has fixed, <laughs> fixed all its infrastructure and i'll never need this water blob send it to work or something <laughs> <laughs> i've got uh i I, ha I have other means of uh of water collection and stuff around here now so this will uh okay. could adorn it's already done <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's redundant now at this point so uh it could be yours uh if you answer the most questions okay owen are you ready uh sure okay hold on i'm not ready jesus christ okay here we go uh the questions start as soon as i ask you the first one what's an anime that you like uh neon genesis evangelion have you read infinite jest no 
Are you married or will you get married? I am married. Most hated movie? Uh, um, <laughs> oh, God. What's the one with uh, Scarlett Johansson? She's got a computer in her brain. Uh, That's a fine answer. Uh, <laughs> name a word. Name your favorite word. Spelunk. Uh, have you ever ghosted someone? Yes. Have you ever shotgunned a beer? Yes. Favorite pizza topping? Uh, mushroom. Tallest you'd want to be? I'm six foot. Do you want, do you have a TikTok? I do not. Uh, do you know how to make those little paper hornet things that we made in middle school that you'd shoot with rubber bands? No, I don't. Uh, what's your go-to doodle? Uh, robot. Do you go by sell-by dates or will you eat something after that? I will not eat something after a sell-by date. Time. Woo! 13. 13. A, Lucky a, 13. A pretty solid, a pretty solid first entry. Indeed. Go on. Okay. Lucy. Trap, trap, you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Uh, you're, you, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Your first question is like the most existentially dreadful question. Uh, <laughs> what would you be if you aren't what you are? <laughs> uh, a park ranger. How long have you known me? Uh, since the last time we did the most. <laughs> do you think ants can see viruses? Sorry, say it again. Do you think ants can see viruses? No. Uh, have you ever been busted farting? Yes. Have you been to more than one rodeo? No, I've been to one. <laughs> uh, did you enjoy being on this show? Yeah. How many times a day do you look at yourself in the mirror? Uh, as little as possible. <laughs> Are you spiritual? No. What do you feel is art but isn't considered to be? Mm, uh, a, a really, uh, a really great trailer. What should not be paired with ice cream? Fish. Uh, earbuds or over your headphones? Over your ear. <laughs> uh, how many pages can you read before you fall asleep? Uh, 20. Show me with your hand what you think yaw is. <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, do you get your tires rotated? Yes. Time. Woo! 14. How many? 14. Oh, very good. I'm so sorry, Owen. You don't get the vibe. Where am I going to get my water from? <laughs> well, that's the show. Bye. <laughs> no, please. I'm dying. Please, come on. I need water. The booze is producing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Please, <laughs> please no. Water. no. I'm so thirsty. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for being on the show. It was an absolute <laughs> treat. Uh, yes. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, we'll get to do something similar to this. It won't be the most, but something similar to this soon. The, the least. Uh, <laughs> the least. <laughs> Very good. Uh, thank uh, you all. Be safe. Yes, thank you all. Goodbye. Fade out as he's screaming about water again. <laughs> water, yeah, come on. We should have been in. 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 We should have been in.